what a blessing it is to be here. It was in 1973 uh, that Vicky and I first met Gavin and Jill. Uh, they had just started going out together and they were attending Victoria Baptist Bible College and Pastor Buddy was one of their teachers. Now that's 46 years ago, a long time. Uh, Ken and Jean Christian, Jill's parents, uh, came to Springvale Enterprise Hostel every Sunday and took Vicky and I up to Croydon Baptist Church uh, where Rowley Smith was the pastor. And it's a place where we heard Pastor Buddy Smith many times preaching there as well. But we got to know the family quite well. Because uh, they would come across and take us up to church and then back again to the hostel. It was in the same year, in fact only about six weeks after Vicky and I arrived in Australia, that Pastor Buddy Smith asked a man called Raymond Urit to preach for him. At that time, uh, Buddy's church was up in Echuca. Uh, Raymond, who was from Ireland and a member of Croydon Baptist Church at that time, asked if I would help lead the service and give a testimony, uh, to which I agreed. Uh, Pastor Buddy was away speaking at another church. So Echuca, Independent Baptist Church, was the first church that I was involved in. Uh, some weeks later, I was asked to preach at Wesburn Baptist Church. Uh, Ralph Quinn, some of you know Ralph Quinn, uh, he asked me to come down to a second coming convention at Wesburn Baptist Church. Never heard of such a thing, second coming convention. So we went and uh, Ralph and I were sitting in the second row. And Ray Emerson was leading the service. And somebody handed him a note. The preacher had double booked for this second coming convention service. And so Ray came down and whispered in Ralph's ear, I've never known an Irish man to be stuck for a word. Could you preach because the preacher's not coming? And Ralph says, I don't preach, but he does. <laughs> I'd only preached twice in my life before that. I had notes in my Bible on Nicodemus, his curiosity, his conversation, and his conversion. And I spoke all of 20, 22 minutes and all these people were there for a second coming convention, but they got, they got the gospel instead. So uh, that's my history as far as that goes. I just want to say to Pastor Gavin and Jill, first of all, congratulations. Congratulations on completing over 40 years of ministry and 40 years pastoring Lavington Baptist Church. It is a milestone, a real milestone. And it's been a privilege to have known you for all these years. Even though we've only had two dinners together, we'll have to rectify that at some stage. And, uh, but we've had fellowship in many other ways over the years. And Vicky and I uh, feel very privileged having you as our pastor and Gillian as our pastor's wife. And we enjoy and appreciate the fellowship very much. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, again we give thee thanks for the opportunity of being here this afternoon. We thank you, Father, for the words that went forth this morning. We do pray, Lord, that our hearts may have been open and receptive. Pray, Lord, that we might have had the open ear to receive it. But, Father, we just pray for this afternoon. We ask, Lord, you would take your servant, 
hiding behind the cross, that no man might be seen save Jesus only. We'll be careful to give you the praise, the honour and the glory in our Saviour's precious and worthy name. Amen. Uh, earlier this year, uh, I preached a, a short series on the kings of Kidron, the brook Kidron. Uh, and we saw that at least three kings were associated with the brook Kidron. Uh, I'd like to tie uh, some parts of those messages together and very briefly assess, as it were, as a tribute, uh, Pastor Gebbins' life and ministry here in the light of them. So firstly, we look at King David. Please turn to 2 Samuel chapter 15. Second Samuel chapter 15 and verse 6. And verse 6 says this, On this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Down to verse 12, please. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gileonite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gelo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. Now please down to verse 23. And all the country wept with a loud voice. And Pastor Buddy this morning was talking about weeping. And there's just not enough weeping in these days. When we see the sin that abounds, when we see the wickedness all over the place, we should be down on our knees weeping that God would intervene in this great country which we live in. All the country wept with a loud voice. And all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook, Kidron. And all the people passed over towards the way of the wilderness. Firstly, with King David. King David was betrayed by someone very close to him. We'll not talk about the king being betrayed by his son, because I had a talk with Tim earlier on, just in case he thought that I was going to talk about Gavin being betrayed by his son, but that's not the case. King David was betrayed by Absalom, who had stolen the hearts of the men of Israel. And because of this, David had to flee for his life. Look at 2 Samuel 15 and verse 14. 2 Samuel 15 and verse 14. And David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. So David fled for his enemies. And if you don't think that Absalom had murder in his heart, please turn to 2 Samuel chapter 17 and verses 1 to 4. Moreover, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, Let me now choose out 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue after David this night. And I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed, and will make him afraid. 
and all the people that are with him shall flee. And I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee. The man whom thou seekest is as if all returned. So all the people shall be in peace. And the saying pleased Absalom well. He was well pleased that someone was going to murder his father. What a terrible situation. So David fled into the wilderness because Absalom had stolen the hearts of the men of Israel. David fled from the enemies of God. And on his way, he passed over the brook Kidron. Second Samuel 15 verse 23 says, And all the country wept with a loud voice. And all the people passed over. And the king also himself passed over the brook Kidron. And all the people passed over towards the way of the wilderness. So what was happening here was separation. There was separation. David separated himself from the enemies of God. He fled. He got himself out of that situation. And it was here when I was going through this lesson, we learned the lesson of separation. Separation from the sylphiness of the situation. Separation from the enemies of God. A good lesson to learn, folks. Be ye separate. Pastor Gavin, as a young man, even as a young boy, learned this lesson. And he separated himself from sin. He separated himself from this world's pleasures. And he devoted and dedicated himself to the things of God. Whenever I think of Pastor Gavin, I think of Psalm 1 and verse 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And Pastor Gavin, you are that man. You're a man that studies the word. You're a man that gets into the word of God and meditates upon it. In 2 Samuel 15, it tells us that David passed over. And Pastor Jagel, he also put himself under the blood and under God's protection. And by accepting Christ as his own savior many years ago, he is now covered with the imputed righteousness of God. And if there's anyone here today who has never separated themselves from the world, separated themselves from sin, and come to the Lord Jesus Christ, repenting of their sin and acknowledging him as Savior, well, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you're here today and you're not saved, there are many people here can help you and show you the way how you can be saved. Of course, there's been trials and tribulations and sacrifices along the way. But being obedient to the heavenly calling, Gavin, Pastor Gavin, separated himself. And I believe with integrity, faithfulness, and humility, he has carried out the office of pastor with dignity. And that's a wonderful thing. Whenever you look around this great country of ours and you not judge others, but when you see some of the pastors behind the pulpit, uh, there's not a lot of dignity in relation to them. So King David separated himself from his enemies. Pastor Jekyll has separated himself from the world and from the enemies of God. And folks, whenever the man of God separates himself from the enemies of God, 
that we, the people of God, should do likewise. Pastor Gavin oh, often exhorts us to be separate according to the word. Come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So the first lesson in relation to Pastor Gavin, separation. And then we read about the supporters. The supporters that David had. We haven't got time to go into all these, but Ittai was the new boy on the block. He was the one that came along recently, and David tried to persuade him to go back. Second Samuel 15 and verses 19 and 20. Then said the king to Ittai the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place and abide with the king. For thou art a stranger and also an exile. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down with us, seeing I go whither I go, or whither I may? Turn thou, and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with thee. And David tried to persuade him to go back. He was a new boy on the block, as we would say. But Ittai comes off with one of the sweetest answers, very similar to Ruth in the book of Ruth. And Ittai answered the king and says, As the Lord liveth, and as my Lord the king liveth, surely in what place the Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there, even there, also will I serve and be. Folks, this is dedication. Dedication to the things of God. Dedication to the Lord. Dedication to the king. Ittai was a great supporter. Then he met Zadok the priest. Verse 24 to 25. 24 and 25. And lo, Zadok also, and all the Levites who were with him, burned the ark of the covenant of God. And they sat down the ark of God. And the bathar went up. And all the people had done passing out of the city. And it goes on to talk about Zadok the priest. And David says, go back. I need you back in Jerusalem. And so Zadok went back, a great supporter of David the king. Then Hushai, his friend, verse 32 and verse 37. And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat rent and earth upon his head. Please read the rest when you get home. Verse 37 says, So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. So David had great supporters. Ittai, Zadok, Hushai, and then Ziba in chapter 16. Ziba was a uh, supporter, but he also was a supplier. He He brought the needs that they needed. So great support in their different ways. And Pastor Gavin, you also have great support. And you've had great support in the work. Many, many supporters over these 40 years. What a blessing to have your whole family here supporting you in the Lord's work. They have grown up. They've got married. And now they support you in the Lord's work. And that's because of your love. That's because of your labor. That's because of your leading. That's because of your listening to them. Tim and Melanie Jekyll, Louise and Peter, Joshua, Emily and Grace Sanderlink, Catherine, Troy, Caleb, Elise, William, Nelson, Sarah, Bernie, Michael, Toby, Benjamin, James, Walker, 
18 persons in all here in this church. And on top of that, your wonderful wife, Jill, whom God has given to you as a helpmate. What a wonderful testimony Jill has in this church, in Australia, and further afield. And so the Jekyll connection, counting Pastor Jekyll, counting Jill, and counting Jill's mother, Jean, who's here with us as well, comes to 21 people in the family here supporting Pastor Jekyll. What a wonderful support indeed. King David separated himself. Pastor Jekyll separated himself. King David was supported. Pastor Jekyll continues to be supported. You know, King David reigned for 40 years. Saul and Solomon also reigned for 40 years. 40 is a very significant number in the scriptures. And we certainly do not have time to go into all that. But I do want to mention one person. Moses. Moses was 40 years of age when he slew the Egyptian. Now we have to go into the Acts of the Apostles to see that. Acts chapter 7. And verse 23 and 24. And this is Stephen speaking. Verse 22 I'll read. And Moses would learn in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. It's Acts chapter 7 verse 22. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. And was mighty in words and deeds. And when he was full 40 years old. It came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. So he was 40 years of age when he was out for a walk, out of the palace. He saw this Israelite uh, being abused and he slew the Egyptian. In Exodus chapter 7 and verse 7, it tells us that Moses was 80 and Aaron was 83 whenever they went on to Pharaoh. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 7 and verse 30, it says, And when 40 years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in the flame of fire in the bush. So he was 40 when he came out of Egypt. He was another 40 years in the wilderness and then Moses led the children of Israel for 40 years. Acts chapter 7 verse 36. He brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. Verse 42, the last part. O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrifice by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? So Moses had three 40s. 40 years in Pharaoh's household. 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years leading the children of Israel. From a basket in the bulrushes to a bush that burned. And then he led the children of Israel all those years very faithfully. And so, Pastor Jekyll, 40 is not the end. Amen? 40 is not the end. Far from it. It is a new beginning for you this day. 
and the leading of God's people and all these things. Maybe not for another 40 years, but at least uh, we pray that the Lord will give you the strength to keep going for many more years. Amen? Amen. Okay, the second king associated with the brook Kidron is Hezekiah. Please turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 29. 2 Chronicles 29 and verses 1 to 3. Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old. Pastor Gavin Jagel began to reign when he was 25 years old. He was 25 years old when he came to this church and started pastoring. He's been here for 40 years, and he's now 37 years of age. So there you go. He's been here a long time. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verses 1 to 3. Okay, now let me read that again. Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old, and he reigned nine and 20 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. Uh, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. Now we know that David was not his actual father. He was his forefather, okay? He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house. And we heard a bit about that this morning, how Nehemiah went to work at Jerusalem. He opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Now please turn to Chronicles chapter 30, then we'll tie it together. Chronicles chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 30 and verses 1 to 3. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. Now look at verse uh, 3. For they could not keep it at that time why? Because the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently, neither had the people gathered themselves together to Jerusalem. Now go down to verse 8. Be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourselves unto the Lord and enter into his sanctuary, which he has sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. Now please look at verse 14. And they arose and took away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and all the altars for incense took they away and cast them into where? The brook Kidron. So King Hezekiah is associated with the brook Kidron. King Hezekiah, even though he was quite young, he saw the need the need for the people to be sanctified. He saw that sin was abounding. He saw that filthiness and idolatry was everywhere. King Hezekiah called the people to worship and to sanctification. Now, I will not go into it, but Ahaz, his father, was a very wicked king, a very evil man. But King Hezekiah did that which was right in the sight of God, and he started at the house of God and cleansed out the temple. Second Chronicles 29 and verse 16 to 20. Second Chronicles 29 and verses 16 to 20. And the priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. 
and brought out all the uncleanness that they'd find in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad, where? Into the brook Kidron. Now they began on the first day of the first month to sanctify, and on the eighth day of the month came they to the porch of the Lord, so they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. Took Nehemiah 51 days. They did it in eight days. They sanctified the house of the Lord. A lot of work. There was filthiness. There was idols. There was things there that shouldn't have been there. And they got the work and they carried it out and they threw it into the brook Kidron. Now they began on the first day of the month to sanctify and on the eighth day of the month came they to the porch of the house. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. And in the sixteenth day of the first month they made an end. What a, what a blessing. Uh, here we have Ahaz, a very wicked father, Hezekiah that did things right in the sight of the Lord and he started fixing the doors, fixing the walls, cleansing the temple, calling the people to worship and it all happened at the lake, uh, the brook Kidron. Speaks of sanctification. They cleansed the temple. They took all the filthiness out. They pulled down the groves. They stopped all the worship that was going on where the father had worshipped and offered children in their evil sacrifices. Hezekiah was a different man altogether. He called the people. He called the priests to sanctify themselves. Whenever Hezekiah came to the throne, as I said, it was only a matter of days, maybe weeks when he got to work on the temple, the doors, and the sanctification process. He would not have anything to do with the evil past. He would not have anything to do with the practices of the day. He would not have anything to do with what his father introduced. And Pastor Jacob, we are very thankful to you that you have stuck with the stuff. Very thankful that you have not gone into decline. Very thankful that you have not been swayed by liberal theology, neo-evangelicalism, humanism, other versions of the word and such like. You have remained faithful and continue to preach the uncompromising word of God. And we glorify and praise God for you. And so Hezekiah called the nation to sanctify themselves. They cast all the filthiness that was taken out of the house of God and cast it into the brook Kidron. Pastor Gavin Jacob sanctified himself, set himself apart. And we too, the children of God, here in Lavington, are called to sanctification. We're called to clean up our acts, to clean our lives before God, to keep ourselves clean in his presence. Obadiah, verse 11, says this, In that day when thou stoodest on the other side, thou wast as one of them. You need to be careful of the company you keep. Very quickly, the last of the three kings associated with the brook Kidron is our Lord Jesus Christ, the rejected king, the coming king of kings and lord of lords. John chapter 18 and verse 1 says this, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kidron 
in the New Testament is Sidron, where was a garden into the which he entered on his disciples. Folks, our Lord passed over the brook Kidron, just like his forefather, King David, before him. And he too had a small band of loyal followers, just like David. He too would be betrayed by someone close to him. Judas of the tribe of Judah, my own familiar friend indeed, my own family friend indeed. And now our Lord Jesus Christ was the rejected king, just like David before him. You know, the Gospels record that on 17 different occasions our Lord was found in prayer. And on this occasion, he was again on his way to the garden of prayer to make, as it were, his final supplications. His final supplications before the cross. Our Lord put great emphasis on the importance of prayer and supplication. And Pastor Jacob, we all appreciate your emphasis on prayer and your exhortation to the church to be much in prayer. Again, encouraging us to be faithful in prayer till he comes. Faithful in separation, faithful in service, faithful in sanctification, faithful in supplication. And as our Lord passed over Kidron, he stood against the enemies of God. And Pastor Jacob, you also have stood against the enemies of God these 40 years. I don't think you really realize what a pastor goes through and the onslaught that they come upon them. Only by very few will understand and appreciate the difficulties encountered along the way. But as a church, we appreciate Pastor Gavin and Jill's loyalty, their devotion, their dedication, dedication to the work, dedication to this church, but most of all, dedication to the Lord and the preaching of the uncompromising word. And we know that, just like Paul, all the trials and all the tribulations over the past 40 years are far, far outweighed by God's blessing upon your life and upon your ministry. May the Lord continue to bless you and your family and your ministry as we head into your 41st year of pastoring, exhorting us in relation to separation, sanctification, supplication, support, and service, and having done all to stand. Third John verse 2, and we close. I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Amen. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, we do give thee thanks for this wonderful day you've blessed us with. And Father, this is the Lord's day, and surely we have rejoiced and been glad in it. I pray, Father, that as we would 
uh, continue to have fellowship one with the other. And as we leave just that little bit later, that you continue to be with us. Help us to realize that round about and underneath the everlasting, ever-loving arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to be thankful for our salvation. Help us to be thankful for the Lord. Help us to be thankful for this church. And help us to be thankful for our pastor and his wife and their ministry. Father, again, we just thank thee and praise thy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.